Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Ells, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right, we just saw Outbreak on Netflix. And the count of three, we will give our one to ten rating. One, two, three. Three point five. Pretty similar, pretty similar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Had you seen this before? Yeah, I saw it um, in high school. Yeah, me too. Around the time that I was doing a report on Ebola with John Daly. Um, and now we think it's an appropriate thing to watch because we're living in a pandemic. Or a very inappropriate thing to watch. Depending on how you look at it. Mm. So yeah, I think we, we were like, let's do a rewind episode about something <laughs> that's you know, very applicable to today. So Outbreak, which has been on the front page of Netflix for a few days, seemed like an obvious <laughs> choice to watch. Um, not a great movie. No. Judging by our scores. <laughs> I would I would rename this movie actually. What would you rename it? Helicopter the movie. <laughs> the second half of the movie just turned into a buddy cop film. But instead of cops in a cop car, it was like two military guys, guy doctors in a helicopter. It kinda of just like turns into Top Gun but in helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like it it basically is it's a, it's like a military movie with a, you know, sprinkling of pandemic virus. I feel like, and the theme of the movie has nothing to do with the pandemic. It just has to do with like, um, is it better to take orders blindly or is it better to like have your own moral compass? Right. So it really has nothing to do with the yeah. disease. The very beginning, they seem to be, you know, it is it, it is so quickly... Um, abandon the premise uh, to just make it into a exciting, you know, helicopter movie, cat and mouse game. Yeah, um, but yeah, like they couldn't think of two different ways to get Dustin Hoffman into a military um, aircraft that he was not supposed to be in. So he just did the exact same shtick both times, <laughs> where he like just tells someone with the you know ability to command you know, aircraft, like, oh, don't call your supervisor, just get me just on that, we gotta go, like, he just, that's his line. The makeup where people are getting slowly sick it's not good. was really bad, it just looks like they had, like, a crayon on their face. Yeah, <laughs> Sarah Mann would have done such a better job. Um, I think, so getting back to the why we watched this movie, I've talked with Will Martin about this a bit. Uh, and he's made some very funny observations on Twitter about this. But watching regular TV, whether it's commercials or just like, you know, sitcoms, like stuff where people are just, oh, the world's normal, la, 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 la. It's kind of surreal. Do you agree? Uh... I find myself just going, why are you guys touching each other? 
Like, oh no, I is... do not have that experience. Okay, so yeah. I I have trouble aligning my reality with that of the characters in the in the shows. Okay. Um, so at least at least Will and I also. I understand that. So anyway, watching a movie like this, it feels <laughs> as ridiculous as it might sound. It feels closer to my reality than. That's, the one that's, I have like the opposite experience. Really? Because I feel like we're closer to a, like a reality of what this was and no one was behaving in any way the way that like people are behaving now. So like, you know, there's like this horrible disease and so people are just like flocking to where the disease is mm-hmm. like in the town. No one would do that. Everyone oh, would be yeah. like terrified and in their houses right with like the door locked yeah i guess um it's less about like how it was directed more just like the the urgency okay. that like vaguely has to do with a virus and controlling it i see and like thinking about the incubation period and, and what that means for the likelihood that it's going to spread and uh, like i feel like that's, that's what everyone's wondering right now is the things we know about the virus, which are not a lot, what does that tell us about what the future is going to look like? So we're all just trying to project, you know, how much trouble the economy is going to be in, um, mm-hmm. how many people's lives are going to be lost, what level of immunocompromisation do you have to have for this to be, you sure. know, life-threatening? So, like, to me, like that, it's comforting to see characters in a movie also feeling the same way I do. <laughs> okay. Like in a, in a specific way like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Did this movie stress you out? Um, no. I'm, I'm trying to decide. There's parts where I kind of like felt that I was a little bit amped up. Mm. But I don't know if that's just because I, are, I like if any action movie like would have done that. Any amazing line said by Cuban Gooding Jr. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. I can't say his name. Cuba Gooding Jr. You did it. How about you? Uh, it did not make me anxious at that's all good. whatsoever. And I you think like, that's because it was bad? Um, and it like was not at all like to me. It didn't reflect anything that we are experiencing now. Okay. Even though it's like about a pandemic, uh-huh. I was like, the disease itself is nothing like the disease we have, other than maybe like, you know, it is very contagious Uh but other than that it's like the symptoms aren't the same like i think if right now the symptoms were like horrifying like that that you're like you know organs just like liquidized and you died in 24 hours yeah i would be so stressed out there's no way i would watch that movie you know what i mean yeah so like the disease is so different the response is like totally not at all what's going on yeah like it just was it was so absurd to me that it was like just silly and like unrelatable Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know i was wondering if i would get a little stressed out by it but it was just too silly Mm -hmm. i think you're a little more anxious about this than i am i think i am too i'm sorry (laughs) um i this the one thing that this movie made me appreciate was um all the scenes where all these people are coming into the emergency room like right when the um 
disease hits a town, a small town, and all these people are just like pouring into the emergency room with what the audience knows is this like deadly disease that everyone's going to get and die of in 24 hours and watching all of the medical staff just doing whatever they can to help these people not knowing what's going on without masks or any protective gear and I was like oh man like I work at a food store and so I there's a little bit of me that's like oh boy like every time I go into work I'm like oh well this this might be really dumb but like somebody's got to do it Mm -hmm. and I feel pretty healthy and, uh, you know, I can, at least I'm somebody who can be like conscientious about cleaning and spraying things down. Um, But that is nothing compared to like doctors and nurses right now who are just like, we don't really know anything, Mm -hmm. but it's our job to just be here, you know, like, come on in everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of crazy to me. So it's, it's making me realize the, um, you know, the sacrifice level that doctors yeah, I and mean, nurses have. The, I think we so often think of them as just like the very knowledgeable, you know, hardworking, hopefully kind mm-hmm. people who like either make us feel better or, you know, at least comfortable. Um, and yeah, but it's like sometimes they are at risk yeah. themselves. And I'm sure in an ER that's like obvious, you know, but right. um but something like a invisible um, epidemic. Yeah. It's a little scary. You mentioned you think I'm more str- like anxious about this than you are. Oh, do you want to talk no, about... No, just... just uh, <laughs> wait, what? I feel like I asked that question, then did a story, and you were like, right, okay, so I'm stressed out about this. <laughs> Let's talk about that again. Oh. I didn't mean to... Uh, that's not okay. give you a chance that's to okay. talk about it. I am I am stressed out about the long term economic effects. Yeah, but I think I'm more stressed out about like, like seeing people on social media trying to downplay this. Yeah, that that makes me pretty anxious because it illustrates that as much as a lot of people are all for social distancing, there are plenty of people who are not observing those rules and. They're contributing to anti-quarantine or whatever. Yeah. They're they're spreading this virus because of this sense of like denial or um, inability to place the needs of others in front of theirs. Um, so that that's just it's a it's a real bummer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to, that when I find myself kind of going down a rabbit hole and watch, like reading that long thread of people arguing, I'm like, okay, put it down, put the phone down. Um, when, I, when I'm researching the virus itself, I'm just like fascinated by that. I don't get anxious about the, um, the research of the virus itself. That's good. I'd say so like it's people being stupid is number one. Second is like, do we, is our economy going to survive this? Is it going to be even worse in 2008? Third, which is like zero, is like, oh, could someone I know get sick? Um, that's that's the lower cause of anxiety. Mm. What what to you do you think? You know, you said you're not feeling very anxious, but if you do no, have any anxiety, I mean, what, I'm not trying to deny the fact that I, you know, yeah, like I I definitely have moments of like, 
oh man, like what if, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I'm just skipping to work every day, <laughs> <laughs> like tra la la. Um, but being someone who has anxiety, right? I my sources of anxiety come from things other than <laughs> this um, current pandemic, which I'm very grateful for because I have plenty of other things to be anxious about. So, um, you're just grateful that it doesn't pile on. You're saying exactly yeah. right, right. I have other anxieties to manage, so yeah. it's like I'm just thankful that that one's not heightening it, which it is for many people who have anxiety. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, but did you ask me what I am? Yeah, and and not that you need to be. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna be curious. Um, I get nervous. Like on my way to work this morning, I was thinking like, because I've had like um, like head pressure, which I'm like ninety nine percent sure is allergies. Yeah. Um, but every time I go into work and I have that, I'm like, oh man. If I'm just being stubborn and, you know, saying, oh, no, I'm fine. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I just have like no symptoms and I'm spreading this thing to mm-hmm. these. Because there's so many people who come to the farm and lots of older folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so just those thoughts um, that am I like contributing to the spread of it? Even though it hasn't seemed to affect babies, I still get sometimes a little bit nervous that yeah. they're going to suddenly be like, oh, it's just because like really little babies haven't had it yet. So mm-hmm. the first one who died was Calvin Ells. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh my gosh. That's totally a reaction to our child dying. <laughs> well, if I read it in a headline like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's my son's name. <laughs> Wait a second. And this then is, I'd, and then I'd call you and be like, "David, oh my gosh, where is our son right now?" And you'll be like, "He drove himself to a doctor's appointment. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd be back in a half hour." <laughs> um, I feel like probably half the people who thought like maybe we'll listen to this distracting episode of <laughs> Right Home Reactions have turned it off because they're like, "Way too dark, too dark, too dark." <laughs> They're, Sorry, they're joking about their son's death. I'm not joking about it. Yeah, you are. I am too. I was admitting that it, I am joking about it, but I was admitting <laughs> that that is an actual source of anxiety. Yeah. Before joking about it. Uh, to alleviate the tension. I, to be honest, I'm not looking forward to, like, if I did get a fever or something, uh-huh. what that quarantine would be like. That oh. would be really stressful. Yeah, like like you and I separating. Yeah, like, what, how would I be able to pump to, yeah. like, feed Calvin? Would, you know, thinking, like, oh, my gosh, okay, how many people did, like, I dropped eggs off at Jeff's house oh, today, yeah. I, so I need to call them, and I need to tell them, and mm-hmm. I need to, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ah. My... Can I say one annoying thing about this movie? Sure. So all of the people who die or get, like, very close to dying – you know, have like blood coming out of their ears and eyes and nose and look horrible. And then I think they wanted to imply that Dustin Hoffman's wife was a little bit closer to death because he's like, don't leave me, don't leave me. You know, he does that mm-hmm. like dramatic thing. And she has like nothing yeah. on her face. And I'm like, make the woman bloody. 
Ugly her up. Ugly her up. The stakes are not high if she just looks flushed. She looks like she had rosacea. Yes. Like sweaty rosacea. It was annoying. I agree. Yeah, they should have made her look just as bad as the face that you see in the reflection of his mask at the beginning. Yes. I mean, I get like... Because then she could have... too far gone. She could have gotten the Oscar at that point. Right? It's the only reason. (laughs) It was just annoying. With her beautiful hair, like perfectly like haloed on her pillow. (laughs) So annoying. Um, This movie had two quote-unquote canceled actors. Yes. Kevin Spacey and Dustin Hoffman. Which one is your favorite canceled actor, David? My favorite canceled actor? You mean the two of them or, or all of them? Between or all? the two of them. Um, I, I mean, I, I prefer Dustin Hoffman. Because of the reasons of his being canceled? Oh, no, I thought you meant Just like as, as an, an actor. actor. <laughs> yeah. I kept the question vague so that you would step into yeah. something. I feel like actors like Dustin Hoffman and... All, all, anybody in that era who was doing like their main stuff in the nine, like the middle of their career was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I feel like had the trial by fire. You were given some of the worst lines and asked <laughs> to make them like so dramatic and uh-huh. believable. I feel like Dustin Hoffman was acting his little pants off, uh-huh. trying to like little make pants these, is right. He's a short guy. <laughs> trying to make these lines that were so bad. And I feel like he did like a decent job trying uh-huh. to make them sound like somewhat genuine yeah. and like authentic. <laughs> Uh-huh. Most other people failed miserably because yeah. the script was just like most '90s scripts right. were just like ooh. <laughs> so anyway, not that I'm not that I'm praising Mr. Hoffman. Yeah, the '90s were not well, a well done. good decade for film, except Dustin Hoffman in Hook. Okay, that was the only good movie from the '90s. Hook, so good. Yeah, Smear. Shall stop we? Me, sme, don't stop me. I thought you were singing at first. <laughs> we should reevaluate. Yeah, I let's reevaluate this so. movie. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going lower. To, <laughs> I'm going to go to a three. I'll go to three as well. Okay. Three's company. That's the next episode of Re- Rewind. That would be such a good transition if that was actually our plan. You're having good R-word pronunciation Yeah, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, uh, I hope everyone is safe. If you're listening to this and thinking, you know what, I'm actually not very safe and I'm worried and there's something practical I could have done. (laughs) Uh, Or more so after listening to this Reach out to us somehow. Uh, Please do. I think you probably, if you're listening, you probably know our contact info. So we would like to help. Um, that is a serious offer or to anyone listening. Or if you want ideas of things to do, ask us, and yeah. that'll be a challenge, and we'll try to think of things. Yeah. Um, but actually, I've been enjoying trying to overcome that hurdle myself. How to fill time. It helps when you have a baby who's just about to start crawling. Yeah, he's... I'd say, would you say that he's crawling now? He's like... He's army crawling. Yeah, he's army crawling. Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr. would be very impressed. (laughs) Yeah. 
They'd be like, oh, next time, instead of the helicopter, we'll, we'll just jump on Calvin's back. <laughs> I think we'll go about the rest of our evening. Meaning bedtime. Bedtime. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye.